morning. I'm Deacon Phil Roger Phillips. Um, I grew up here in Boyd County, went to church in Spencer, and uh, for most of my career I've been living and working in Hardington, where I'm currently assigned to Holy Trinity in Hardington and St. Michael's Parish's Parish in Coleridge. I'm up here this weekend because, well, my father died, Edwin Phillips, this last spring, right in the middle of the the spring COVID scare, and we weren't able to have a vigil service or even a proper funeral mass because there's only the four sons and our wives are the only ones allowed into the mass. So realizing the importance of prayer at a funeral mass and a funeral vigil and how that's necessary for the deceased, for their aid and comfort, we thought, well, we would do a memorial mass here at Thanksgiving time and we would have a, uh, a dinner and everything and invite all the friends and relatives. And then, of course, the fall COVID hit. So that all got canceled, but uh, I was up here anyway for the weekend, so I asked to, to come assist. This weekend is also the first week of Advent, of course. And Advent is something that is sort of a, I think, a lost art or a lost concept. Advent is to Christmas as Lent is to Easter. Now, most Catholics and even Protestant Christians honor Lent. We take it upon ourselves to do some penance and to try to improve ourselves spiritually. That seems to be pretty universal, but Advent somehow just gets overwhelmed by the, the commercial, secular aspects of Christmas because... Of course, you got to have the parties, you got to have the gifts, you got to have a good time for the kids. And we start celebrating Christmas, I think, before Thanksgiving even. And about 6 p.m. Christmas Day, we're all fatigued out from Christmas and chuck the tree away, and that's the end of it. But for the church, Christmas season is from the vigil mass on Christmas Eve until Epiphany, 12 days later, the 12 days of Christmas, from where we get the song. And this season is not Christmas season. This season is Advent season. Advent is a time of preparation, expectation, getting ready for both the first coming and, in some sense, the second coming of Jesus. And our, our readings today speak of this. There's, there's a sense of expectation in our readings. Um, Isaiah talking about um, how the Lord is coming, and we have... Uh, our responsorial psalm, Lord, make us turn to you and let us see your face and we shall be saved. And there's a sense of expectation, and that's what we need to be working on right now. This is a time to build up to Christmas, not to celebrate Christmas yet, but to build up. It's like going to Thanksgiving dinner when you've been snacking all morning. You ruin your appetite. You don't really enjoy the big banquet. Well, Christmas is the big banquet. Now is the time to fast spiritually and to get ourselves ready in anticipation so that we can better enjoy Christmas. Our gospel reading today talks more about the second coming of Jesus. And Jesus is warning us that he's coming back. We have to ask, well, who is this Jesus? Or who is this person that's coming back that we need to be alert for? Well, we know it's not Santa Claus, but we also know that this is not some mamby-pamby hippie Jesus that's coming back who just wants us all to get along and save the planet and everything will be great. 
No, this Jesus that's coming back is our Lord and Savior. The guy who created us, who leads us today, and will someday judge us. It's kind of a big deal, knowing the judge is coming. Well, what are we going to be judged on? St. Paul mentions at least one aspect of that today. He says uh, at the end of our second reading, he said, God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Fellowship, relationship, friendship. As our Protestant brothers and sisters are fond of saying, very rightly, that they, they might ask you, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And I love that term, despite it being made popular in the Protestant side of Christianity, that is relevant to us today. We need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He's not going to judge us based upon how many rosaries we did or how many good works we did necessarily. He is going to judge us primarily based upon our friendship with him. Does he know us? Has he ever seen us before? Are we in relationship with him? Are we ready to be joined with him so we can go to heaven? That is what he's going to judge us on. Our relationship uh, is important because many people tend to think of the Catholic Church as a rule-based church. You got to do this, you can't do that. You follow those rules and everything is hunky-dory. That's not true. We're not a rule-based church so much as we are a relationship-based church. (coughs) Excuse me. The relationship, if we have the relationship right, then everything else falls into place. If you have a good relationship with Jesus Christ, then you are naturally not going to want to do the bad things that he told us not to do because he's your friend. Why would you offend him by doing the bad things? And if we do the bad things, we're going to want to reconcile with him. We're going to want to go to confession. We're going to want to straighten that up. If we are in relationship with Jesus, we're going to want to come to church on Sunday, not have to come to church on Sunday. We're going to want to come here to worship him because he's our friend. And if we are in relationship with him, we're going to want to receive the Eucharist so we can take Jesus inside of us and he can change us from the inside out and make us more like him so we're ready to go to heaven with him someday. It's all about the relationship. I have a little story I like to tell about the importance of a relationship. Once upon a time, there was a fish. We'll call him Nemo. He was in an aquarium with some of his friends, and they never knew that there was anything outside of their aquarium because the fish aquarium was not very well taken care of and there's algae on the side, so they just swam and around and around in their own little universe. And every day somehow, food would magically appear and they would eat it. And every now and then, one of them would die and float to the surface and they would magically disappear. But that's all they knew about their existence. One day, Nemo was swimming around the fishbowl, and he accidentally brushed some algae off the side of the fishbowl with his fin as he went by. And he was curious. He went back, and he took a look through the hole in the algae. And he saw another world out there. 
It was an old office. He saw chairs and tables. He saw a blackboard. He saw this crazy looking man with big white hair writing something on the blackboard. And he's looking at this and the old man is writing and suddenly the old man stops writing his formulas on the blackboard and he turns and he looks at Nemo square in the eye and he winks at him. From that moment on, Nemo's life was changed because not only did he see there was something outside of his universe in the fishbowl, he now had a relationship with this great man, Albert Einstein. He had a relationship outside of the fishbowl. And his life was forever different. He went back and he told his friends, he said, you got to come look, there's something out there. There's this great man, there's, there's this whole other reality outside of this fishbowl. They said, no, you're a fool. You're a nut. Our science tells us there's nothing outside of this fishbowl. This is all there is. You're a lunatic. Stay away from our young ones. We don't want them corrupted. But Nemo was not discouraged because he had that relationship. He had seen outside the fishbowl and he had a relationship with this great being outside of the fishbowl. But most of his friends never joined him. A few did to look outside, but most of them rejected him the rest of his life. But he didn't care. He was connected to something greater outside of his fishbowl. My dad saw outside of the fishbowl. He knew there was something out there. He knew his Lord. He lived as an imperfect Christian, but a dedicated Christian. He knew there was something outside of this world. He knew mom was there and he wanted to go join her. And he did everything he could to achieve that. He received all of the sacraments. He was anointed multiple times. He had last rites a couple of times. And I know that he would like to see all of us there with him someday. So that's the purpose of our Advent. This is a time to wipe a little hole in the algae, look out the fishbowl, and try to establish a relationship with that great God that is out there, who's waiting for us, who wants to wink at us, who wants to have a relationship with us. So I think we should dedicate ourselves to that purpose this Advent.